0: This is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. I'm a speaker and an executive coach, and today I welcome Anna Papalia to the show. Anna is an interview expert and will discuss the new language backed in science and grounded in four unique interview styles. Which helps both the hiring managers and the job seekers to name and understand their unique interviewing tendencies. Anna, welcome.
1: Thank you so much. It's so nice to be here.
0: Oh my gosh, I am so excited to dive into this juicy conversation. And I just want to pull a thread from your awesome bio. You have taught at Temple University's Fox School of Business and coached over 10,000 clients to interview better. So to say you're an expert is an understatement. You know, Anna, as a career coach, we are kindred spirits in that we help people prepare for interviews. That is one uh, part of the work that I do as well. And my goodness, there's nothing worse than being the job candidate and going into an interview where the questions asked are just awful. And you are turning the interview experience for the hiring manager and the candidate on its head. So give us a little scoop. How did this all start? How did you become the interview expert?
1: Sure. It is my mission to teach job seekers and hiring managers to interview better. And it all started uh, because I was a director of talent acquisition. I really loved my job. I I truly loved recruiting. I worked with wonderful executives. I, I, I partnered with everyone. I was the corporate gatekeeper. I built the intern program. But I started to get a little judgment fatigue, and I started to wonder, why aren't there tools backed in research and science? And I felt this strange calling to do something bigger. And I knew that that role didn't exist in my corporate sphere. And I knew that I had to get out to do what I wanted to do. So I quit my job. I told the president of the organization that I wanted to start a business and he looked at me and he said, you've got Moxie. And that's like literally all I had because I didn't have a business plan or a client lined up. (laughs) I just had this dream that I wanted to make this process that seems so ambiguous, clear for both job seekers and hiring managers. And soon after, I was incredibly lucky, the dean of the risk management department at Temple Spock School of Business called me because I had hired all my interns from their program. And he said, you know what they're doing right and wrong. You've been on the other side of the table. You've been hiring them for years. Would you come in and redesign our program on how to teach students how to do this? And so for the first six years of my business, I taught six to 800 students, plus consulted with large corporations on how to interview And I did it like all of us do it. You know, I told people, I gave people advice because I was previously the person in power and I thought I knew what it took to get a job or, you know, I I thought that, you know, the way I did it was was the best way. And then I had a light bulb moment. Um, I had my first child and the way having a child opens you up to different possibilities in the world, I realized, and I was struggling with the fact that some of my students weren't really getting this. And that's when I had the light bulb moment. I asked myself, what if I'm wrong? What if we don't all interview the same way? And that's what led me to collect research and ultimately discover that we interview in four unique ways. You interview as either a charmer, challenger, examiner, or harmonizer. And that's what led me down this path of, you know, creating, you know, collecting more research, talking to thousands of people about their interview styles, and then ultimately writing the book.
0: Wow. Thank you for that. And and I'm so grateful. I feel like we are the beneficiaries as the hiring managers, as the candidates. and You know, this is a global audience and I'm sure they're just lapping it up and eager to hear all of your techniques that we can all employ. And before we dive into those four unique interview styles that you developed, I, I want to share something that I read in your book, because I think this is going to resonate so many people gut check and they say, well, I didn't like that candidate. They can't articulate why. Or they say, gosh, they remind me of my younger self. And for me, that is the biggest red flag that this person in the hiring seat has no clue what they're looking for. So how, how do we even introduce this new, beautiful way of interviewing for organizations that have just been doing it the same way forever?
1: Well, that's exactly right. What I wanted to do is create a formalized language for us to talk about how we interview because I've been in thousands of debriefs with hiring managers whose hearts are really in the right place, but we just don't have a way to talk about this. So I'm sure we've all experienced a debrief with a hiring manager who says something like, well, I don't know. I didn't click with that person or I didn't like that candidate. And what I'm hoping we instead can say is something like, I'm a harmonizer in interviews and I really prioritize uh, making a connection and adapting and I listen quite a lot. And that person came in kind of guns blazing and asked a lot of tough questions before we built rapport. I'm assuming they're probably my polar opposite style a challenger and our wires got crossed a bit in the interview. So it's less, I didn't like them or we didn't click and it's more identifying your own preferences. Because in my research, I discovered that our biases are born in our preferences. Just like all those years ago, I thought that I was the one doing it correctly. I assumed when I collected my research that I was going to discover that there was one interview style that was better than all the others. But that was actually my bias talking. All interview styles are capable of being outstanding in interviews. Um, but we all have strengths and overview strengths that we have a tendency to lean into. And that's what we have to be careful of. Wow. That's
0: really, really helpful. You know, I, I often hearken back to the behavioral-based interview and the STAR technique and the situationally based interview. But what I'm hearing you say is those aren't necessarily bad, but it's the four interview
1: styles that we need to overlay. Is that, is that accurate? So I think it's really important to note that there are different types of interviews, there are different types of interview questions, and it's really important that we are creating structured interview approaches, whether you're a small business owner or you lead a global department. Interviewing is, you are going to have better results and hire better if you have a structured approach, which means you ask all the same candidates the same interview questions. We know and research shows that if we decrease ambiguity in the interview process, we make better hires, but that's often not what happens. Hiring managers are busy, they get carried away, they might not even prepare interview questions, let alone ask the same ones to every candidate. And some hiring managers will take a candidate to breakfast, and then the other one they'll do a Zoom interview, and then the other one they'll have in, in person. And how on earth can you really compare and contrast candidates? So, the goal is to make it a little bit more scientific, which is not as fun and it's not as sexy, but it actually leads to much better results.
0: I also think it's more equitable, right? If we're if we use the same questions, the same medium whether it's Zoom or it is the breakfast, you know, part of it is leveling the playing field. So each candidate experiences
1: the same protocol. Absolutely. That's a perfect way to put it. We need to level the playing field.
0: So let's dive in because I love, I love these, these four interview styles that are researched back that you developed, and I'm going to turn the mic over to you to just lead us through them. They're fascinating.
1: Sure. Absolutely. So the four interview styles, let's start with charmers. Charmers prioritize making a connection in interviews and they want to be liked more than, well, I know we all want to be liked in interviews, but more than any other interview style, charmers want to be liked. They look at an interview like a performance and they are the star of the show. Charmers also really, really like interviews, whether they're job seekers or hiring managers. And then we have challengers. Challengers look at an interview like a cross-examination and they go into an interview wanting to feel respected and heard. Challengers don't shy away from asking really tough questions. And in fact, they find it professional. And they think that they're going to show someone that they're qualified by asking a lot of tough questions and not really having a thought that goes unsaid. Their interview answers have a tendency to be pretty long-winded. And then we have examiners. Examiners are more private. Examiners are the polar opposite of charmers, where charmers go into an interview wanting to be liked. Examiners go into an interview wanting to get it right. Examiners look at an interview like a test that they're either going to pass or fail. And then lastly, we have harmonizers. Harmonizers are the polar opposite of challengers. And harmonizers look at an interview like a tryout for a team that they want to join, because ultimately, a harmonizer wants to adapt. They are very warm and collaborative and interested in what everyone has to say. Very different than the challenger who wants to be respected and heard and has no problem putting a stake in in the sand and saying, this is who I am and this is what I need. A harmonizer is their polar opposite.
0: And, and what I'm hearing is that these four interview styles apply to not only the hiring managers and those on the interview committee, but the candidate. right? So this isn't only for the candidate.
1: Is that fair? Exactly right. So I, I found it was very interesting. one of the problems we have in in the lack of you know tools in hiring that we often divide these two camps. Those are job seekers and those are hiring managers. There's really not much different. It's sort of an arbitrary invisible line. You know, what's the difference between what makes you a job seeker or a hiring manager? It's certainly not your personality. So my interview style assessment is a scientifically valid personality assessment. Your interview style is based more on your personality, not where you sit on either side of the table. So it's not like you'd be a charmer as a job seeker and a challenger as a hiring manager. It's not the way it works. The position of power doesn't change your interview style. It's based on levels of introversion and extroversion and your personality. So if you're a charmer as a job seeker, you're going to be a charmer as a hiring manager, which means as a hiring manager, you'd prioritize making a connection. You'd prioritize being liked. Um, And so it holds true for um, either side of the table.
0: Anna, this is fascinating. And we'll be right back after a quick break. I'd like to tell you about a special offer. If you want to bring your podcast to life or up your podcast game, you can get up to two months of free podcasting service with Libson using my special code CDHWORK. The Lipson team will get your podcast on Apple and Spotify and give you access to critical stats and all the support you need to sound your best and grow your show. Use my special code, CDHWORK. Hiring the right speaker for your event is a tremendous responsibility. You need a speaker who will work within your budget and engage your audience. Whether you're looking to retain or grow top talent, create a healthy workplace culture, or prevent burnout in your organization, I can create customized content to help you recharge, reignite, or reinvent your career. Let's talk about how I can help you achieve your special event goals connect with me at carolinedowthiggins.com. So I want to dive deeper. I am just fascinated by this and I'm thankful. You have no idea. I'm so grateful uh, for both sides of the fence, the hiring folks and the candidates. And there's no doubt that self-awareness is important. So how does one figure out which of the four different interview styles resonates most deeply with them. And I know we're going to talk about your awesome book, but give, give
1: folks an idea about how they can, can figure out where they fit. Absolutely. So they can take my scientifically valid interview style assessment at theinterviewology.com. It's 20 questions. It takes the average user about six to eight minutes to complete and they'll receive a 40 page customized interview prep workbook. We have one for job seekers and one for hiring managers. It's very comprehensive, and it goes deep into all of the details on what your approach and style is, what your personal interview style is. It's customized with your name throughout, and then it's 30 pages of questions to prepare. Um, Even we have like cover letter templates. It's chock full of resources. I wanted it to be highly customized to you and give you exactly what you need to learn how to interview better, whether you're a job seeker or hiring manager. And that's really all about you. So let's say you discover that you're a charmer in interviews. That whole 40-page document is all about you being a charmer. And then my upcoming book, Interviewology, The New Science of Interviewing, outlines all four interview styles. So if you're interested, once you get your profile and you're like, oh, I want to find out what the other interview styles are all about, I weave my personal story throughout the book and client anecdotes and use examples throughout the book and strengths and and overuse strengths um, at the end of every chapter about each interview style. So the book is more about all four interview styles and the profile is just about you.
0: So Anna, help me understand this. Do we adapt our style in an interview question? So let me give you a hypothetical. Let's say I identify as a charmer and I go into the interview wanting to be liked, but I realize the hiring manager, and this is a one-on-one interview, is an examiner. And I get the vibe that she's saying, gosh, I want to see if this is the right fit. Is this the exact opportunity for this candidate? Do I adjust my responses? to land for the examiner or do I go all in with authenticity
1: as a charmer. It's such a great question because traditional interviewing advice tells us that we should pretend to be something that we're not just to get our foot in the door, right? We are bombarded with messages in society that we should become something that we're not just to get the job. And I think that that's terrible advice. You know, where else in your life would you be given that advice to pretend to be something that you're not? So in my research i discovered that i think it's more powerful to tell people to lean into their strengths right it's strengths finder it's it's understanding who you are and being that and then of course with some emotional intelligence you should shift slightly so if you know that you're being called upon to give more details than you would naturally give you should do that but it doesn't mean that you should pretend to be something that you're not or shift entirely out of your interview style And I think that's really one of the most um, wonderful things that happens when you develop your self-awareness and learn your interview style is you understand your baseline, right? You understand that I prioritize making a connection and being like, therefore one of my biggest things I need to work on is I I forget to talk about my qualifications or I forget to give some data and numbers and share, you know, our third quarter numbers, because I just don't think in those terms. But if you always have that in the top of your mind and for me, after collecting this research and discovering interview styles, I started to ask myself, what would an examiner do? Because I'm a charmer in interviews. I, I very seldom think about the numbers. And one of my employees is an examiner and he's so great and he's brilliant and he has a totally different approach to interviews than me. So sometimes I ask myself, what would David do? I try to tap into um, his style and it doesn't mean I'm ever, I, I can't, I could never become an examiner. I'm just not that way, but I can soften my edges just enough and I can, I can call upon it. I can tap into it when I need to. It's not about pretending to be something that you're not. It's about being the best version of who you are.
0: Oh, I like that. So honoring your own authenticity, but being aware of the different styles and the nuances so you can pick up on those. Absolutely. So I I want to ask you a a question that I find really compelling. You know, ending the interview when they turn the, the table and say, do you have any questions for us? And you know, it's the kiss of death if the candidate walks away and says, nope, I'm good. <laughs> and it's amazing. Even some seasoned folks who do that, I think, oh, you just missed such a great opportunity. So honoring this different, these four different styles,
1: how do you coach people to end the interview with their questions? It's interesting that this is such a popular problem in interviews, in fact, when I first got on social media, I made a video questions to ask at the end of the interview. And it went crazy viral, it got like 14 million views. And it was really my, uh, my, my first foray into social media, I'd only been posting videos for about six weeks. And I realized that it really hit in the zeitgeist exactly what you're talking about. Because some people in interviews, feel as though they need to be submissive to make a good impression and they feel as though asking questions at the end or even throughout the interview makes them look uh, annoying or problematic. Other people like challengers in interviews, they need to ask all the questions and they don't see anything wrong with it. So it really does fall on your interview style, how you feel about asking questions. I also think that you should have different questions prepared for who's interviewing you. So you shouldn't ask HR people technical questions. And that's what my video was about. You shouldn't ask HR people, what are the day-to-day responsibilities of the position because they don't know. You ask the people interviewing you what they know. So you would ask the HR folks about corporate culture and the interview protocol and what's next in the process. You would ask the hiring managers things like, what are projects that you're currently working on that I could help you with? you know, things that they are doing, things that they care about, and then day-to-day responsibilities of the position. And if it's coming up for you, even in this conversation, as I'm encouraging you to ask questions, if you're like, oh, I would never do that. Or they always say, I, I answer all my questions. I never have questions. You know, I would encourage you to, to sit up straight, put your hands on the table, own your side of the table, because an interview is 50-50. It's a two-way street, whether you're a hiring manager or a job seeker and and make sure that they know that you are trying to decide if this is a good fit for you versus i'm just happy to be here i hope they make me an offer right that changes the energy in the interview and how you're responding to what i'm saying is probably a good indicator of your interview style
0: Oh, I love that. Thank you for that. So what about myths to debunk? Because I, I love that you're, you're challenging a paradigm that has been around for way too long without an update. And I'm so grateful that you're saying, you know what? There's a better way for us to do this. We have built a better, ma- built a better mousetrap and it's called interviewology. And I thank you for that, Anna. So what are some of the myths that you'd like to debunk about interviewing?
1: I think the number one myth is that there's one way to do this. That is the biggest myth that I believed previously. And I am so glad that I was humbled by my research and learned very quickly that I was really wrong and that most of us are doing this wrong. You know, We've all seen those headlines and articles. This CEO has the perfect interview question to reveal whether or not the candidate's going to be a good fit for your job, right? There's this belief and maybe it's just bad marketing that there's a silver bullet out there, that there's a perfect way to do it. And there really isn't, you know, making complex decisions about people is really difficult. And I think if we attempt to make it so easy um, it takes away you know, the complexity and how interesting this process can really be. And throughout collecting this research and discovering interview styles, I learned how to be more open-minded and I learned just how closed-minded I was before. And that really comes from a lack of self-awareness or a belief that my way is the right way. There are four ways to do this and none of us are right or wrong. We just have our unique perspectives and we need everybody. We need all of those perspectives. We need challengers to sit at the table and say why. We need charmers to make people laugh. We need examiners to um, be the the professionals who are really insightful and looking at the details. And we need the harmonizers that bring us all together.
0: Oh, I absolutely love this. Anna, I have learned so much from you today. I'm deeply grateful. Your amazing new book is called Interviewology, The New Science of Interviewing. And of course, it's available on Amazon and all major book retailers. But as you shared, you put extraordinary content out into the world in social media. So how can this global audience follow you after the show?
1: I would love it if you followed me on Any of your chosen um, social media platforms, I post videos on TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, all of them, Instagram. I I share free tips every day. And you can also come to my website, theinterviewology.com.
0: Wow. Anna, thank you so much. You are revolutionizing how we hire people and how we pursue the job search. And I, for one, am deeply grateful. I hope our paths continue to cross.
1: Thank you so much. This was so much fun.
0: I'm so glad.
1: Your Working Life is now available
0: on all major podcast platforms, and I'd love to hear from you, so let, let us know how we're doing. You can leave us a review, and this will help new listeners find us online. And a special shout-out to my extraordinary podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, Executive Producer. Thank you for making this show awesome for our global audience. We now have listeners in 34 countries. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening.